Hey everybody, welcome to the Three Cast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined. Hey, all three of us are here. Vince and Ricky are both here with me today. What the uh, hell? Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised didn't get us. Yeah, yeah. We're all yep. we're, we're all staying safe. Um you would think, given that we're all working from home or working, you know, by ourselves, we'd have more time to do these things, but we haven't done one in almost a month. Oh hell uh, no. No, we're working from home. I'm working more than yeah, if exactly. I was in the office. Isn't that, isn't that weird? <laughs> um so that that that's just a myth. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it, man. All those people that thought working from home, those guys were like slackers and stuff. No, man. I'm I'm honestly sitting from my computer for like ten hours, twelve hours a day easily. No, no, no yep. lie, man. You know who's gonna yep. win? win a lot of money after this is all over optometrist because we're all going to need better glasses and chiropractors <laughs> man jesus i've had to buy a new chair because i'm sitting in front of my like this isn't my office desk so i had to buy a new chair because i'm like getting spina bifida or something just sitting here oh, I, uh, I, I get you on the chair i need to get a new one too this one this thing is horrible but i'm just too lazy to do it and then I, i'm this is totally off topic but amazon is t- <laughs> i, I mean, you they're they're totally i mean i understand that everybody's and their brother is ordering from you know everything from amazon now but it used to be like you order from amazon in the morning it'd be there like you know in the mid-afternoon now you order Uh, and it'll be there like two months later yeah exactly (laughs) but you know what's weird the thing is they have weird like hierarchies because i could order a video game which incidentally again coming back to me being a a university student now i've gone and played like more video games now like uh, you know two in the morning i'm about to go to bed and i'm like okay i'll put a game in play it for like two hours i i you order it it'll come literally the next day but then you order like headphones or like a chair it takes two weeks that that's crazy to me i don't understand what the hierarchy is yeah i, I all right so we order uh, you order like, toilet paper you get it like in five <laughs> seconds <laughs> if, if you can find it all right anyways this is the three casts it's not the Corona cast. We're not. We're not going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, we're going to protest the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> um, we review things here: movies, TV shows, comic books. Sometimes um, other things. Sometimes we talk about technology. This time, for the last two years, we've been slowly making our way through the Bond series. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is the last <laughs> Sean Connery uh, movie, right? That we watched for today. Uh, well, so I think no. There's more. There's more Sean Connery ones. All right, hold on a second. We're gonna have to find that out. There's got to be more Sean Connery ones because I think we've only watched like four Sean Connery ones and I, or three, and I think there's like tons more. And Roger Moore doesn't come into like the 1980s, right? Because um, I remember I remember the Roger Moore days like in theaters, right? Um, so Sean Connery, like this is like a 1960s movie. So yeah, this is the last Sean Connery one. The next one's George Lazenby. No, but no, no, but remember, oh, and then Sean Connery comes back. That's yeah, right. Lazenby gets like basically they do one Lazenby one, and then it's like, yeah, then Connery comes back, and then Roger Moore. Okay, so so there's there's one more Sean Connery one after this. All right, that sounds weird, man. That because that seems like there's like less than five Sean Connery Bond movies. It's, it's got to be it looks, like, it looks like there's six total. This is yeah, our okay. this is I think this is our fourth or fifth one. Okay. Right, anyways, it it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so this is, um, we didn't even say the title. It's, uh, you only, it was, uh, you only live twice. It was, mm-hmm. it was 1967. Um, when was the first Bond movie? I'm just, I, I want to see how many years. Went. No, no, it was <laughs> 1962. So they released one, two, three, four, five movies 
in five years. So that's, <laughs> I mean, that's quite a release schedule. I mean, uh, but you, you can you, see the production values. I'm just going to yeah. say, you can tell the production right. value. So, so what I was going to say is, um, <laughs> normally when you have like a series like a, like the, the um, a series like this, and it happens over a number of years, you can you can tell, you know, that they were filmed years apart because technology changes. The, the technology hasn't changed. The driving in this, I mean, we can comp- I complain about the driving scenes in this every time and they have not gotten better yeah, um, they are actually really what, bad they actually are I, really bad in this one. Oh, uh, really really bad there's that one where the um the the uh they're dropping the car or whatever in the ocean he's dropping the ocean right a, uh, yeah it's like a little toy and they're, they're driving and all i mean it, it i mean it's the height of irony because they have high-tech video conferencing skype going on in the background but the fucking uh <laughs> the drive is like going crazy all over the place. It looks like they're going off-roading in a fucking Jeep. It's terrible. Well, see, this is the thing. It perpetuates bad Asian women stereotypes of driving. Because I was like, you know, the, the, she's doing the whole the driving around, and then like it. The, clearly, the video footage was like something like a dash cam that was taken. Because it, if you look at the the thing, it actually makes it look like the 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 car they're driving is like a remote-controlled toy car. Because the, the the wheels that you see them like they're driving towards other cars, the wheels are like at eye level. So that, just just keep an eye out for that, man. That was not good. Um, all right, so I don't even know if we want to talk about I mean, Vince. You're the best at summaries. Can you tell us a little bit about what this? Movie, I mean, it's about space, right? So can you tell us a little bit about what this movie is about? Because I can't I can't even summarize it without going and complaining about everything. See, see, the thing is, it's been so long since we were able to watch this. I like okay. So. I know. Uh, basically, the only reason why I will remember certain things is because uh, it, 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 this is the only Bond movie that has Asians. Uh, <laughs> outside of Michelle Yeoh with uh, Pierce Brosnan later on. Um, yeah. and why do you Michelle- think Asian women t- uh, taste differently or something? Those are like the opening oh, line of James Bond. Oh, like, oh, come God. on, man. That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... So basically, uh, it's it's the height of the Cold War, and um, if I recall, like it's it's James is is betting people, and basically uh, something about a satellite uh, goes goes awry or something, and it's basically it, it gets eaten pets. by another like a missile or something. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like basically a Cold War thing, and it, and you think it's Japan versus uh, Russia, but uh, I think they they kind of pretty much say it's China because I think. Um, they're in Hong Kong, and uh, in order for James Bond to investigate, they basically have him fake his death so that he can actually go to Japan. He he finally meets uh, is it it's Blofeld, right? Is it Blofeld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so so they finally meet Blofeld, who's been kind of hyped up as the mystery villain up until this point. Like, I mean, any of you guys that ever watched Austin Powers? This whole movie is basically <laughs> Austin Powers, uh, you know, spoof, right? Because down to, like, the point when, like, that bridge with the piranha. <laughs> so, so like, you know, this is, like, the typical thing where it's, like, of course, he bags all the women, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. And uh, they, they have, like, the weird kind of bad kung fu stuff, of course. The the bad, oh, like... Yeah, the <laughs> We're going to talk about the... We're going to talk about the fight scene on the roof for in a few minutes. Okay. okay. But then there's like those bad um, ways to kill people. Uh, like for the sec, I honestly, guys, for did you if you watch like the piranha things, right? Like was it sharks or piranhas in the water? I can't remember. It's supposed to be sharks. I think it was okay. sharks. Yeah, bridge okay. shark. Okay, because the thing is, I was like thinking, are these sharks in sulfuric acid? Because anytime someone falls into the water, like whether it's the girl or the guy, it starts bubbling up and stuff. And you're just like, what? What's hot? Like, I don't think that's how sharks or piranha work, man. 
And then the water is clearly like brown or red. And I'm like, okay, so what, what just happened? Um, anyways, uh, in a nutshell, Bond kind of uh, infiltrates the base and he, uh, well, he it's, it's like one of those typical cliche Bond villain, like literally a Bond villain uh, headquarters, right? It's like in the middle of the mountain or cave or uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and basically he causes um, the, he works with the American forces and everyone in the Japanese forces. They, they take it down, the, 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 they cause a self-destruct. Uh, uh, I think the volcano or the mountain erupts. And um, basically they get saved at the end by the Marine forces and everyone's happy. We should just record that, and we could just insert that summary for every Bond movie we do, because they're all basically the same. I, I think <clears throat> I mean, we complain about the driving every single time. There's always a, a moment where he gets shoved into water at some point. Um, <laughs> there's, I mean, he's always betting every woman. He, he always flirts with Money Penny, and this time, I mean, I felt really bad for it because I mean, she was trying to get him to confess his love, but he just walked out like a douchebag. Um, <laughs> Well, because um, it was the 60s, man. I mean, like, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I that, understand. That was not it. a very nice period for women. Well, it's per per it's per per perpetuating the stereotype of James yeah. Bond, right? Right? Um, all right, so I want to go first. Because I, I think I probably have the least to say. Um, the part this stands, There's a couple parts that stand out to me the most that I really want to complain about. The first part is when he's meeting, when he first gets to Japan, and he's going into meet with the contact um, I can't remember what his name was. The guy with the fake leg. Um, do you always, when you greet somebody, have your hand inside the pocket holding your gun? Just, I mean, I, I mean, you're supposed to be a master spy, right? You kind of giving that away. I mean, yeah. what are you, a cowboy? I mean, that's, that was horrible. I, I don't know why that part stood out to me. And the next one, um, I, I'm not going to complain about the driving because I mean, realize that there's only five years going by. The technology is not going to you know, advance in five years that much to mm -hmm. make, make the, the shitting. The, but you, on the other side, that's not exactly true because you can tell some of the production values they tried to go higher with. It's like the, the opening scene where the, you know, they're in space and the, the, I mean, no matter how unrealistic it is where the muscle comes in and eats the other satellite or whatever, or, you know, the space station, um, you can tell they tried, but then there's this, there's, there's this fight scene on the roof where you can, they either got a drone or a helicopter or something where they went up above the fight scene. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So if you watch that, you you can t I mean you can tell they're fake fighting because some of the punches are so far off. I mean, it looks so unrealistic. It's it's horrible. It's the worst fight scene <laughs> well, ever. Can and I interject on that, that fight scene? Do you not find it weird that this is like where like a lot of racial stereotypes can come about? Like apparently all Asians are like kung fu fighting, but. Like, did you see it when, like, you know, he's just using the karate chop on the shoulder, and it's like, oh, they die. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. And, I, I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, Vince, you and I are into musicals. Did that scene kind of remind you a little bit of West Side Story? Because Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you had these, gr these groups of guys, you know, they're fighting with sticks. It looked like they could they, start they, dancing they start and breaking out song. Yes. Into the shoulders. <laughs> I guess the Asian version of West Side Story is fantastic. It was, uh, oh God. Um, I, I, I it, it was just, uh, I, I, I feel, I like the modern versions of James Bond. I like Daniel Craig. I think that some of Pierce Brosnan's stuff was okay. I mean, he had horrible, horrible writing. I horrible mean, one liners. Yeah, I mean, but that's just James Bond. There's, you can, you can tell that the writing is very consistent even between. Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan because they all have really bad one-liners. 
and it's really bad. Like um um in in this movie, you know, he he toasts the corp and puts the statue back, and then says uh, drop in the ocean when the car goes into the ocean. Like it's, it's yeah. really bad stuff, right? I like the minor stuff, but I I, I hate. I, I can't tell whether or not it's the, the 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 production values or if I just don't like Sean Connery. Um, I, I, the more the more Sean Connery stuff I, I you know, watch, I just I think I just don't like Sean Connery. So I've watched other than Bonds, I've watched two films with John, Sean Connery, and I've watched The Hunt for Red October, which is not a good movie. Oh um, come on, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. It's not a great movie. Uh, it, <clears throat> It's probably the best one that Sean Connery's in. The other one I wa- watched was um, the name of the rose. The name of the rose. Oh it? yes, Umberto Eco. Umberto yeah, Eco. yeah. It, it's the worst movie based on a good book that I've ever seen. You know, the book was really good. The movie was god awful. I mean, it was so bad. Um, so, but anyways, I think uh, um, I just I I can't get over Sean Connery being so bad, bad an actor. <laughs> um, so I think I'm. I, I was trying. So when we went went into this movie, guys, I was gonna say. You know, I'm not going to go on this, and I'm not going to judge the production values because you know uh, we've done that. You know, it's it's a rerun. Um, so I tried to get into it for the plot, and the plot is just not good. I mean, it's just it, it, I, I I don't know if it's the op- opening scene is just so unrealistic. I mean, I mean, it, it bordered on trying to go sci-fi, like. 2001 a space odyssey right i think the one what when, when, when did uh the, the yeah within like two years of this i think uh the uh the first moon landing is there so this is like coming off the heels of like jfk going like you know america go 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 uh land on the moon and stuff like that you know what I mean? yeah there's a lot of space stuff go in hollywood going on at this time so i mean you can tell that they're new at it mm-hmm. um it's just i i, I it's hard to look at that kind of stuff and view it through the lens of what it would probably, I mean, this probably that opening, opening scene probably would have been way cool in 1967. You know, you look at it now and it's like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> not very good. Anyway. So, um, I did not like this movie. Um, but I, I guess I'm trying to compare it to the, the other ones that we've watched. Um, instead of trying to compare it to today's values. Um, the thing is, I think this is worse than Thunderball guys. Um, I think this is the worst, worse than the last one, and I don't know if it's because of the. Uh, no, really. I think so. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because of the weird stereotypes of you know women and Asians, if or if it's the poor production values, or Sean Connery still can't speak with a British accent. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. Anyways, that's what I thought of it. You guys, uh, uh when are you guys gonna ask? I don't care. Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, so I mean, I watched this. Um, like I said, I think I said on a, a couple of the bonds we've done before, like growing up in Jamaica, <clears throat> my parents loved uh, Bond movies. Um, when we uh, came to Canada, same thing, like just all throughout my childhood, like we watched all of the movies over and over. Um, like it's funny hearing you guys talk about them because like my to my parents these are the older ones they are like you know the the pinnacle of movie dumb right and um it's just funny thinking about the time that they were released mm-hmm. um i know they must have made mad money because you wouldn't keep going um and you know with 
the stuff that happens and the stereotypes, uh, I guess they were kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So they just kept continuing in the mold. So it'd be kind of funny to watch them, watch the new ones now and then compare to the, to the older ones to see if the newer ones have drifted away. I mean, like, you know, the new one, I don't know if it's out yet or whatever, but now Bond is a woman and everyone was, you know, having a heart attack about that. Um, but anyways, in, in, in this one, like you guys said, I found it funny that, and I found it funny in lots of movies, even some, um, animated, uh, cartoons that my kids watch. So it's kind of like a, like a general consensus that all Asian people know uh, martial arts. It, it's like they're born with it, or I don't know what it is, right? But like even the other day, my kid was watching this this like animated show on YouTube, and the one girl is like a mechanic, and her mom's an archaeologist, mm-hmm. right? They're Asian. Oh, wow. And these bad guys come in, right? And they know, like, martial arts. And I'm like, a mechanic and an archaeologist. But they Wait, know... Which one surprised you more? The archaeologist or the mechanic knowing Kung Fu? No, like, either of them, it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm Asian, so I innately just know this. It was so Obviously, electric. you got a black belt right? in Taekwondo, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my, you were like born with this knowledge, right? So, I mean, it's the same thing in the movie. I don't know. I think maybe watching it all, all throughout my childhood... And with my parents loving it so much, that kind of colored the outlook on it for me. Or maybe I just learned to sort of tune out all the, you know, the it's just the the funky things of, you know, the bad guys shoot everything like Swiss cheese without hitting James Bond. He fires one shot and kills them, that kind of stuff. But... I mean, you know, I enjoyed it not any more or any less than I did when I watched it when I was younger. Um, you know, so that, 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 I mean, I find all the stuff even funnier now, but it's the same if I watch, you know, an old like Blade Runner or, you know, Terminator 1 or whatever, right? I, I, it's in the same vein for me. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. But the thing is, I think Ricky and I were both this, kind of the same kind of not age, but generation where I know that my old man, like he, he'd come from Hong Kong to Canada yeah. and he was a super, super Bond fan. I remember him making me watch, I probably inappropriately so, <laughs> making me watch James Bond movies when I was like, right? you know, baby right i get that um so so that's why like i mean it taught me a lot of stereotypes not of asians but it taught me a lot of stereotypes about like you know okay apparently uh white dudes that are older uh will contract a lot of sexually transmitted diseases because (laughs) and then and apparently life is rather uh you know valueless because he just keeps on killing people left right and center right um i also thought it was kind of cool that you know, the, the whole technology th- side of things, they always try to push the technology. Like, I think that in Bond, it's always women and technology, like the kind of, you know, Maxim magazine kind of stuff, cool tech and hot women, right? 
Um, so, so you can see that kind of perpetuated there. I just thought, like, I, I was just remembering a couple of things that, you know, you guys were talking about. Um, the first thing is, you know, Matt, you were talking about the, the special effects and the space thing. Um, I thought it was just kind of interesting that, like, the more I think about it, it's 1967, like, it is really setting up a lot of uh, the kind of enthusiasm that we have across the world at that point in time. Space race is really there. And this is a really good proxy for just how the Cold War is going. I thought it was interesting because, yeah. like, uh, go ahead. The one thing Bond's always done really well is it, it knows its time period, you know, <laughs> That it's in, yeah. right? So and that's something that's always done well. So, I mean, you know, whether it's it, 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 it's kind of like if Call of Duty came out, you know, during the Cold War, because mm. all of them are about the Cold War versus Russians or whatever. You know, it's, it's very aware of the time period that it's in, right? Yeah, but it's not also the the political thing. I mean, like you know, we've seen more recent Bond movies that talk about like conspiracy theories, um, <clears throat> uh, like uh, the uh, was it. Uh, uh, I can't remember which one's the Pierce Brosnan one where it's like the the news the news media mogul like the Richard uh, Murdoch kind of thing. We've also yeah, seen remember. or we've also seen um, Bond movies that deal with say sustainability and like water security. Like who would have thought? Quantum yeah. Solace, yeah. Yeah, like so, like stuff like that. But I think in this one, it was interesting just to see the nature of how they pushed the Cold War thing, where they tried to make it so that it wasn't about. Um, Russia versus the Americans, but yeah. in this case, it and to me, it's a really convoluted plot. But for, for me, it's strange that you know China would effectively hire. I don't understand why you'd hire someone to basically serve as proxy to cause you know crap to hit the fan between America and you know Russia slash Japan or whatever. And and you know that that's the whole premise of the plot, which is that it's not Russia, the big iron curtain monster. It's actually China, like the the, the kind of second generation of communism, uh, kind of trying to disrupt and such that they can be the powerhouse, right? So I thought it was interesting that they they kind of antagonized not Russia, which which is surprising <clears throat> because we have we done from Russia with love? Yeah, we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, I think I think all the well not all the there was um the first one Doctor No that was a uh, uh, Asian villain, I think. Um, but the the last three, I think, were all centered around Russia, Russian villains. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. We've been doing this for so long; they're all kind of blading together. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right? exactly it. That's exactly it. But I I still think that one other thing that's a trope in all the Bond movies is that the women have terrible names because you know you always hear about like uh, what's her name uh, Nik Nikita Onatop from like Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like well, the, it, it, she's is she the one that kills, oh, yeah. uh, the one that kills with her legs or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, right. okay. But then I remember what was this one was like uh, Hello Kitty or uh, Kissy Kissy Suzuki yeah. or something like that. Like, and you're just like, who makes this stuff up? Because I'm thinking, you know, the, the guy that like, you know, James Bond. I mean, he he's he's a detective and stuff like that. So okay, Bond is a pretty kind of yeah, whatever. That that's his name, right? But when you think about the guy that wrote Bond, um, who's the guy that came up with Bond? Um, Ian. Ian Fleming. Ian, Ian Fleming, right? Fleming, so, Fleming yeah. I think Ian Fleming is is basically still alive at the, at the point of these movies, I gather, right? Because he he yeah. he he was like he's like there, and he said at one point that J Sean Connery is his idea of of who Bond should be, right? But to me, like this guy's writing these books at some point. It's like it's weird to imagine this guy's like, yo, man, I'm gonna call someone like Pussy Galore, and right. and I'm like, hey, all right. he died right before this movie in '64. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
but I just find it weird that like you know some of these things he can get away with and and like you know on on the one hand it seems like very trashy kind of fiction kind of stuff that you would never see the light of day right it's like like a, if you had like a 14 year old write a story about spies and be like yeah and he has sex with her he has sex with her oh i'm gonna say pussy i'm gonna say kissy and and then and then they're gonna do like lots of guns and stuff and then also in the space because that's cool i like space right um so it's like a 14 or 15 year old like wet dream on this but then it's like no it, it's 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 a serial and everyone's watching it's coming out every year it's clearly making money hand over fist right and like i know that you know Ricky said his family, my dad, he was all over this stuff. And I remember watching all the James Bond movies and just like, and I was like, at, in retrospect, because I got kids now, I'm like, you know, my dad never covered my eyes. <laughs> it, you know, it's like, what's he doing with that woman? Uh, yeah, they're, they're just, no, I know. Yeah. I know. It's like my, my <laughs> wife, like my son wants to watch um, like <laughs> cartoons and my wife was like, no, it's not appropriate for your age because it has, like, a lot of fighting and, and like, Stretch Armstrong, they have guns, and it's like, and I'm thinking, I'm like, when I was his age, yeah, exactly. like, I'm watching Rambo, guys are getting <laughs> cut with, like, army knife, and I remember going to school and we're, like, all like, oh, I want a knife like that, and I'm yeah, exactly, like, exactly. oh, <laughs> oh, dude, 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 I got, I got, I got, if you don't mind, I'm going to go on a tangent story here. So my, my wife and, uh, my wife and I had, have huge differing opinions on whether or not our kids are, should be allowed to watch Star Wars. Okay. And Star Wars is pretty wholesome stuff. You think, well, I, I think we can, ima I think we can imagine which side Vince is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the, the crazy part is that, of course, I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'm going to leave. I'm going to. I remember watching Star Wars when I was a kid, but I'm going to let my three-year-old son, he's, you know, he, we're yeah. not going to let him watch full-on Star Wars, right? I can understand that. But there's, like, cartoon yeah. versions of Star Wars where it's like, okay, they're training the Jedi, little kids. They're training little kid Jedis, right? So, you know, I'm like, I'll sneak it in. I'll let him watch it with my with my older daughter, right? And it's like, okay, it's not, like, full-on fighting. But, of course, there, if anything, there's violence against robots, right? And and then yeah. Anakin, like, you know, the guy, Anakin is a Jedi. He gets hurt, and then he just has to, like, recover. So, of course... For, I don't know what happened, but my kid got smart real fast because then my wife comes back from work and, and we're just lying in bed and I'm like, okay, don't, don't, don't like to snitch, man. That's cool. And then right when my wife comes in, he's like, Anakin died. Anakin got hurt. Anakin, <laughs> Anakin killed droids. And I'm like, what the hell did you learn how to say Anakin? What the hell? You, you know how to say droid now all of a sudden, man? Holy crap. So, so I, I, let's rest assured, I got in crap because my son outed me. And to this day, I can't let my kid, I can't share Star Wars with my kid. So, yeah, violence and raising your kids, it goes hand in hand, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, because, like, my my son doesn't really know about Stretch Armstrong, right? So then he got the gift, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, this is cool, whatever. So we looked it up on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, this, you know, it's a cartoon, whatever. We start watching it, and, like... Stretch Armstrong, like, these dudes bust in with, like, guns, and then he, like, stomps on the, um, there's this big, huge alien, he stomps on him and, like, cuts his arms off, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, um, what, what, like, did I miss out on all this when I was younger? Like, I, I don't remember it being like that. But you, I was like, uh, okay. But, but you see, the funny thing, Rick, is that I think there's levels of violence. This is coming back to like the James Bond thing. 
I think in the James Bond movie, you never see people like in like super violent death. Like you, you know that yeah. the kid, the guy falls into the piranha pit, and you know he's probably be eaten alive. Yeah. But they only show the bubbling water. You know people get shot, yeah. but they fall. You don't see them like the the kind of like lungs kind of like exasperating air into into the holes yeah. in the body and stuff. Um, so like you might see red, but I don't think you actually see any gory violence. And yeah, like I, I think yeah, it's just sort of like hint, like hint of that, so you yeah. know happen but yeah, the closest I, I, you get in this movie here is the blood on the sheets right, at the beginning is, right yes 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 and and i think i also think that um by having the karate cho- i think this is like this is a reason why i think karate in the 1970s and 80s became huge is because it's a non-death non-bloody way of, yeah. uh, of violence which i think was a convenient yeah. way and that's why i think that in this in this particular bond movie except for the end where like lots of people get mowed down um like the, the, the kind of martial arts way of approaching it and with the preface with like the sumo wrestling and all stuff i think that's the kind of ease in to like again again how the movie is a, a cultural canary in the coal mine kind of thing where it's like okay this is the way we can get away with all this violence right yeah all right so something you said vince changed my mind a little bit about this Uh-oh. series i i think that i'm <laughs> Um, not maybe not change my mind, but maybe it's helping me articulate a little bit better about why these movies bother me. Is that there's a weird? It's kind of like they don't know what they're trying to be. In in some ways, they're being really serious spy movies, action thrillers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you got fight scenes, and you got people dying, and James Bond shooting people, and having sex with all these women. And then on the other side, it's kind of like they're trying to shoot a comedy. You know, you got the you got the one-liners. You got him in putting putting the statue back, and and uh, like in the in the last movie, after he killed somebody, he he left the room, came back in, grabbed some grapes, and left. Right? I mean, it's like they're trying to be funny, right? It, 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 it's like they're. I think that I think what, what the, I think they're doing two different things and not doing either of them very well. Um. If they just focused on being a good action film, they probably would have succeeded. If they just focused on being – maybe because I'm going into these movies expecting a serious action film. Because you watch like a Daniel Craig movie. Those are serious action films with explosions and, mm-hmm. and if J.J. Abrams is around some lens flares and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a comedy. It's blatantly not a comedy. You know, there might be a couple things that are funny about it, but you can tell that it's meant to be an action movie. Whereas you know these, yeah, you can't throw in a bit of humor here and there. Yeah, these is like it's trying to be both, and I think that I think that's what's bothering me because my perception is that it should be a serious action movie, but there's these parts of it where obviously they hired some comedy writers and tried to be be funny. I, I don't know. I think I, I you really think I, I think that um, it's just a function of the times because I think what you see in the Daniel Craig movies is that they're actually trying to compete with like the Bourne movies where there's like a real political intrigue dimension to it. Whereas this is like very light. Like it's just like the commies are the bad guys, you know, superpowers are the good guys. I, I think that they play to a lot of they pander to a lot of the stuff that I talked about, like the sex and the so violence. You, right? you think but, that they you think that they're trying to keep it light because of how dark the times were? Like, um, on some level, because I think if people really like, you know, history, right? Like, I, I think yeah. if you really undercovered all the bad stuff that was going on during the Cold War, whether it's the McCarthyism and the kind of like outing of people or the, the kind of tortures and the political prisoners and silent like kidnapping and stuff, there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on there. Um, and I think it's light. But I also think that um, the world was a lot smaller. I, I really think that racism, whether it was said or not, is, is kind of 
here because uh, the, the reality is, you know, up until this point, we really haven't had a lot of uh, different cultures. Like, sure, we had the black guy. We had the pseudo-Asian Dr. <laughs> o guy. Like, that was there. But in this case, like, we got really steeped in uh, a minority, like you know, Japanese people, oh. as, as kind of potential heroes. And I thought it was really, like, stereotypical where it's like, okay, what can we say about Japan? We've got the pagoda here in the background. They drive on the other side of the road. Um, we've got sumo the wrestling. But I like yeah. the ninjas. The, the best part is when they let the ninjas in at the end. Yes. Right? <laughs> and they come in and it's like, oh, wait, wait, they're going to use ninja stars and stuff. And then it's like, yes. they just shoot them all. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, you just shoot the ninjas. <laughs> right, because obviously Japan doesn't have guns. I mean, come on, they only have samurai swords. I mean, God, come on, gosh, Vince, you've like, got to know this. <laughs> well, the, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought is, that up, right? Because I was just thinking about, like, at the time, right? Because, like I said, my parents love it. Like, my mom... Loved all the Roger Moore um, ones, yeah. and my dad loves Sean Connery. But I'm just thinking, like, we're three guys talking about it, but I'm thinking at that time, the way women were portrayed, yeah. and like, for women to watch it and still love the movie, that's like a bit, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean, what I'm trying to say, right? It's like, yeah watching the movie and saying, oh, I love that, but yet the women in it are portrayed as either a sex object or, like, the nerdy smart woman doesn't really get any play. It's like, yeah. you know what you know what I mean? It's, it's weird, right? But then again, it's the same thing with the racism for Asians in the movie or black people, and yet... Asian people, black people watching the movie still love it, right? So it, it, it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah, and that's why we see like four Rush Hour movies. Just because way to play to get the both dimensions of racism all perfectly in one movie. <laughs> um, just totally off topic, but the best part of Jackie Chan movies is always, always the bloopers at the end. You know what? I mean, that's what all of you guys say, but for me, the best part is when you get a Jackie Chan movie where he tries to speak English. So I'm just putting that one out there. <laughs> that, that's what the bloopers are at the end, dude. Have you ever watched? All right, so um, I think uh, it's the one with Owen Wilson. What's the um, Shanghai Nights? Shanghai Nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you watch the, the movie's horrible. I mean, I mean, it's really, really <laughs> bad. But you watch the. I mean, I don't think I laughed one single time during the whole movie. But you get to the fucking end, the after the end credits, and they show those bloopers. Oh my god, I was busting and I. It was so funny trying to listen to. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I know it's terrible to say. To say, I mean, you can. But the thing is, sometimes it feels like he does it on purpose, like misunderstanding things and saying things wrong. It's hilarious. Um, uh, and you I, know I, the guy's <laughs> like seventy, right? Like you know that dude is. Yeah. Old. <laughs> That's the. the, the um. All right, so why don't we go ahead and give around our um, our uh, scores on this one? I would give this a two out of five. Vince? Same here, absolutely. There's, it's, it, I think this kind of speaks the same number copy paste for all Bond movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next one to see. I I know he the the, the next guy was George Lazenby. Um, apparently he was so bad he only got one film, but just something different. I want to see if <laughs> I want to see something has changed or if they just did the same movie with a different actor. I don't know. Right, um, so you said two out of five. Uh, Ricky, what, what was yours? I would give it a three out of five. Just of course. It would be two <laughs> out of five, but I'm going to give it that extra just because it's sentimental. 
nostalgia. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we, all, we all have those. The, the, I think we all have movies from our childhood that we look at. You, you know, all right, so you guys are remember, I'm really very young compared to you old farts. Yeah. If you remember, you'd be sure to remind us anyway. <laughs> in, the, in the mid, in the mid, uh, it wasn't even the midnight. It was like 1992 or something like that. Matilda came out. Um, it was a, I mean, it's a terrible movie now, but I watched it over and over again as like a, a seven-year-old. What's wrong uh, with you, man? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure I had a crush on the teacher, Miss Honey. I don't know. I, then I, I love the book. So, I, guys, I love Roald Dahl. He, he's probably one of my favorite authors. He wrote uh, this movie. You know that, right? Yeah. I, I know he also wrote the, the books. So, you know, James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, but, but that, that's a crazy thing. Like, Ian Fleming wrote the Bond thing, but Roald Dahl, the guy that writes James and Giant Peach, wrote the screenplay for this movie, which I thought was crazy because I'm watching it. Wait, the, the, he, he wrote the Bond. Roald Dahl wrote the Bond movie. <clears throat> he wrote this Bond movie. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. When you watch the thing, you're like, what? I, I think it's the same Roald Dahl. Like, I mean, that's a weird name. You just but blew <laughs> my mind and ruined my childhood. Thanks no, a lot, you watched man. At the beginning. You watched the call at the beginning, and you're like, what? And you're just like, what the hell? And I, I wasn't even aware that the guy was alive at the same time, right? So, because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's... I mean, yeah. it has to be. I mean, who else has the fucking name Roald Dahl, right? Yeah, so it has to, to be God. the same guy. Word to God. He wrote the screenplay or, 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 like, the script or something, yeah. Maybe I mean, I want to believe it. Bad. I want to believe it's another like guy because... generational name. Do, do you guys know the, the game show Price is Right? Yep. Uh, yeah. One of the producers... Parker. Yeah, one of their producers is named Adam Sandler. Right. And like, you know, damn well, it's not the, the you know, the Adam Sandler. So, I mean, I was just kind of hoping that this wasn't the real Roald Dahl. Oh, God. No, 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 it's got to be. I think it's, I think it's legit. I think it is Roald Dahl. I think it's like James and Giant Peach Roald Dahl, man. So full circle there. Full. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I'm devastated. These movies like, aren't uh, well written, Vince. They're not well written. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, granted, I mean maybe. It, it, it could be he could be he could, maybe he's like Stephen King because granted his movies aren't all that great either so um, <laughs> so so maybe it's just he can't translate writing into screenplay form I don't know anyways all right so we need to wrap this up I, I need to go and find a corner and cry that my childhood hero <laughs> Roald Dahl is not actually yeah there. I still need to have lunch all right anyway so um that is it for us this time um I who's next um, me. I think. Do you know what we're going? What we're doing next, Vince? We already did the Mandalorian, didn't we? We're going to do the Mandalorian. My, my, uh, yeah, I can actually do it because my wife has Disney Plus. So, all right, I'm going to actually subscribe. Did you guys see that um, they're going to do a Percy Jackson thing on Disney Plus? I like Percy Jackson. I thought they already did the movies, and then they kind of after the second one they died. Well, that's because the actors, the actors and actresses got way too old. They're like 25 years old by the time they get to the third Didn't one. Stop the Harry Potter kids. Yeah, I know. Well, they did. That's <laughs> true. All right, so we're going to do The Mandalorian next. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Um, email at the3cast.com is the email address. You can follow us on Twitter at the3cast. I'm at MTWB. Vince is VWHUI. Ricky's Ricky underscore Williams 1. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the3cast. Um, Mandalorian next. Who knows what's after that, um, and, or when we're gonna. Well, go. it was gonna be Pogo, but yeah, well we all. We, we still can't go outside. Oh, <laughs> too bad. Yeah, yeah, really, really sad about that. That we can't go out there and pet so, animals. I, I'm gonna. I'll have something before. Uh, I'm sure there'll be another Fast and Furious by the time we do the next podcast. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, no, please, please, anything but that. No. <laughs>
Alright. Anyways, that is it for us this time. We will talk to you guys next time. Okay, guys.